Welcome to the Average Fan of Wrestling, a podcast by and for the regular fan of wrestling. We book current material, fantasy book on specific events or stories. We're going to be wrong most of the time, but we're going to have one hell of a time doing it. You are listening to episode 16 called And New. I can't do a Howard Finkel. And I'm Jason. Nobody but Howard Finkel can. No, uh, unless it's Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows does a great Howard Finkel. I just heard on a podcast. Anyways, oh, okay. I'm Jason, um, and as always, I'm joined by the Seamus to my Cesaro, Chris. Because oh, I'm a half ginger, isn't it? Well, same. I got you. Look at my beard when it comes in full red. Um, so yeah, here we are, episode sixteen. It's like four months already. It's wild. Um, this product is killing me <laughs> it's just like writing up the notes for this one yeah. going through the bookings and, and what might happen it's like it's it's rough man so we're gonna get into any relevant news and notes um we'll we'll look back at the predictions that have already happened we will talk about um the predictions for these ne- or the bookings for this next coming week um, this week for the fantasy booking, it's going to be booking the next champion for each title oh, in okay. WWE. I like it. I like it. Um, who it's going to be and when it's going to happen. Um, so I have each title written here. I actually have it written on a small piece of paper because I just didn't get to type it. Um, so we'll talk about that, see how that goes. I have an interesting booking here, which, I mean, it's not going to happen, but it'd be really cool if it did. Um, our top five today are top our our top five favorite character repackages. Correct? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Week, yeah. It's um, it's our top. I'm sorry, I had. It's our top five um, disappointing ends to storylines. I guess would be the way to say it. What was uh, worst conclusions to storylines? That's it. Um, so we'll talk about our worst, our top five. I have a feeling we're going to get some crossover on this one, just oh, because so, yeah. there are some really crap things out there. So. Um, before we get started, anything you want to add before we get into it? Just, uh, just a quick note to everybody listening about the whole, like our demeanor in general, like, you know, we, we love wrestling and we're, we're trying guys, but this is like the, one of the worst post WrestleMania hangovers I can think of. Yeah. Like, it's just, we, we, we're all excited and we push record and it's like, man, this product is just not good right now. It needs to be revamped somehow, but big time yeah let's get into it i just wanted to say that so nobody thinks it's we're disinterested it's just it's really hard to get oh. excited about this right now yeah i mean if we were disinterested we wouldn't be doing it exactly I mean, but you that's, know that, and that's why you know. and that's why the shit that's why we kind of did the shift toward the, the more fantasy booking the queen of the ring last week the mm-hmm. new champions just because like with the product there's not much there's not much out there to really talk about and, and book because it's just kind of flat right now mm-hmm. so right. you know we'll just live it you know we're, we're gonna make an alternate reality to this alternate reality so we'll see what happens so news and notes the, the only news and note i have here we won't get too too deep into it but we have kenny omega who beat rich swan um at the impact show this past weekend now kenny omega is both the aew and impact champion so i'm wondering did you did you follow that at all did you see any of that or oh i did i saw i then went on i went on reddit and i saw the ending of the match and everything um cool i guess i, I, I mean it's it's interesting the the i mean they're really going for this crossover it's like yeah i almost feel like like they're gonna combine but that'd be crazy because they're both they're both pretty deep roster wise right now so you're not gonna combine but having this champion 
on both shows. It's it's quite interesting, but um, we'll see what happens. I think they're just trying to stick it to WWE as much as possible, and they're actually kind of doing it. Um, the thing for me, so, I've, never, I've, never, I've never been a big Omega guy. I don't know. Right. I don't, and I don't, just to see, I don't have like any disdain for him. I don't hate him or nothing. Like good for him for doing whatever he's doing. But I've just never, I've never gotten the whole the greatest wrestler in the world thing. I, I don't. Right. It's not for me with him. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, and it's nice to see Rich Swan, who sure. you know, cruiserweight champion at best in WWE, has been the top Impact guy for a long time now. He unified against Moose. He, you know, he's he's done a lot of stuff since he's been back in in TNA, but. It's just not much there. So, all right, let's review. Something we forgot to do last week is talk about the points competition from WrestleMania. We never actually went over that. Um, did we, right? We didn't go over that? Who won the points for each, no, for each WrestleMania show? Oh, we did? We did, yep. We, uh, yeah, we ended up tying overall, right? We, we split it, yeah. So, yeah. overall, you were up. You're still up 14 points. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if we missed that. Okay. Well, never mind. We don't have to do that. So last week's predictions or bookings, just as a review, um, went a nice 0 for 10. 0 for 10. But some of these can still change. But nothing has, has happened yet. A lot of these are, are longer. So we'll just do a quick review of those 10. Cesaro getting a title match for Backlash. That still might change. Don't think, it, don't think it's going to, though. Um, Dirty Dogs defending against Mysterios and Alpha Academy. Apollo Crews defending against Nakamura for the first time. Uh, for his first title defense, that one's a definite no since it was Kevin Owens. Viking Raiders confront AJ and Omos. Still haven't seen AJ and Omos since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge and Daniel Bryan fight all around the arena. I think that's coming, but that hasn't happened yet. Shayna and Nia forfeit the tag titles. Still not convinced that that won't happen. Um, Alexa Bliss attacks and destroys Nikki Cross. I think that'll still happen. Strowman, the one aligning with Madden and Dijakovic or Mason T-Bar as they're still going by. Um, I'll probably keep that as a no. The build to Sheamus for Cena for SummerSlam, I'm still thinking that's going to happen. And then Charlotte Asuka, then Charlotte Ripley announced for the same night for Money in the Bank. And that might still happen down the road. So that was a nice 0 for 10 overall since we started keeping stats at 3 out of 31, which is a respectable 9%. Um, but again, um, we're trying to make chicken salad. And uh, we're only got chicken shit right now. So let's get into the bookings for this week. So I only have seven um, just because some of the stuff out there is just so like, like I don't have anything for the intercontinental title right, right. now because, you know, it's Biggie versus Apollo. And I don't want to put Apollo will retain because it's almost a certainty he's going to. There's no way. I mean, I can't see Biggie taking the title this week especially with Dabo Kato there. Um, you want to just, what do you think about that? Cause I don't have that on my prediction, but it's just, I guess it's a noteworthy thing. The title match on SmackDown. Yeah, this week. I don't see any way like to, to build up Apollo, the way they built him up or the way they think they built him up at least. And then to have him win at WrestleMania with the help of a second being Dabo Kato. There's no way his first defense back without establishing Dabo Kato as a monster who helps him win. There's no way Big E wins again. There's just, there's no right. way. Like he Dabo Kato's gonna cost him the title again, then he's gonna go fight Dabo Kato. By the time that feud's done, Apollo will probably have lost the IC title. Right. And then they'll move on to whatever they're gonna do after that. But no, I don't I don't see a title change yeah. there. 
I mean, they they teased that they gave us the tease of Apollo Crew, not Apollo Crews, Biggie and Kevin Owens mm-hmm. for a little bit, which that'd be that'd be nice to see face versus face. But I think they both have other things to do. We'll we'll keep that one in our back pocket for now. I think they'll they'll circle. Hopefully, they'll circle back around for that. All right, let's get into it. Um, first, it's kind of I think more of an obvious one. Need a victory here for one, but this is really where it's going. It should be a good match. Charlotte versus Asuka versus Rhea Ripley will be announced for the title. I didn't put a time frame on it just because this whole suspension, no suspension angle that they're doing, and then Sonya Deville coming in and all this stuff is weird. But obviously, we're building toward a triple threat. So much for my just, keeping Charlotte off till SummerSlam. Right. <laughs> that was my prediction last week to keep her off, and then they have her and Ripley at SummerSlam, but. Yeah, and then they have Rhea as a heel, I guess, technically. The only reason I say that is because it was Asuka, Mandy, and Dana Brooke versus Jax Baszler and Ripley on Raw this past week. It's like, why is Rhea teaming with Jax and Baszler? I I, I didn't get it. Um, I feel like she's a tweener at best right now. If you have Charlotte full heel, Asuka full face, and then... Rhea as the tweener, I think I don't think that's going to have any legs. I think they'll make Rhea the full face and Asuka the tweener, if anything. Um, just weird what they're doing with this Raw Women's Division. It's, it's I'm not a fan. I hate to say it. No, I, I love the competitors, man. There's some great talent, but the whole this the whole structure of it's like Charlotte has to be involved. You know, they could have had her suspended for for a couple of months. Right. I mean. They have already have too many people on the roster to, to, to put on the shows anyway, so they could have just had her, you know, doing her thing instead of having a, a, essentially a seven-day suspension for beating the crap out of an official, and then, oh, she's back, and she's in a title match now. Right, and, and I hope they don't do this continued. This is the same official working the same Charlotte matches, and then he's going to be the one at this triple threat match who, who you know, gives the pin to Rhea or something, you know what I mean, who makes yeah. the call, and it's just, we don't need a nut. We don't need a... A referee angle right now it's 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 dumb um also it feels like this is going to get into my number six so I'll, I'll transition into that i'm going backwards if you hear me doing numbers i'm working my, on my list backwards oh, I see it. Um, I gotcha. yeah. uh, my number six which is adam pierce for sonya deville for control of a show each person gets a champion quote unquote to fight for them almost like a trial by combat um i mean it seems like it's going to lead to sonya deville getting back in the ring but if they keep her as a authority figure you can't have them on both shows you had the little tease of um adam pierce on the phone with somebody you know oh, she's overstepping her authority or her you know blah 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 presumably shane mcmahon can't think of really who else that might be on the phone with him obviously but uh they have to do something with this because they've been teasing it with sonya stepping on adam the last couple weeks on smackdown and now this week sneaking charlotte in the back i'm, I'm hoping that they didn't use Charlotte to advance this storyline in particular. Like mm-hmm. they could have done it a whole bunch of different ways, right. but you're going to use a, a main program here to advance a, an authority style story is, is weird and disappointing. And, what they did through uh, summer of, uh, well, how many years ago now with Brian and director of operations, Kane and Randy Orton. Yeah, it was a 20, I think that was 2013, 2014. I, mean, I think it was 13 and 14. I want to say. I think it was like it went through yeah. 14, that's for sure. Right. So, you know, that's seven, eight years ago. So it's just like now they're starting to reuse them. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but 
now we're starting to rehash a lot of this stuff. You know what it's going to lead to? Like, like you just said, oh. you're each going to have to choose a champion. It's yeah. going to lead to uh, Sonya Deville picking Roman and Adam Pierce picking Shane McMahon. You get a Shane oh versus Roman God. match. Yeah. You watch your mouth. Now it's we're going to have to put the E mark. Samoan scrap match. We're going to have to put an E on this episode now just for you <laughs> saying that. Um, Everyone just turned it off. Oh, right. So, I mean, ideally, I mean, that could happen. I don't, I mean, it's not WrestleMania season, so Shane McMahon shouldn't, won't make an appearance, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he might just make a, you guys need to figure it out. Here's what you're going to do. Pick your champions. And then at WWE Backlash or Money in the Bank, whatever it's going to be, we'll have this match. Um, makes a WrestleMania Backlash, as they're calling him. I mean, I think it's still a couple weeks away. We're not, I don't think we're close to the actual date no, yet. So, I don't think so. Um, because it's sometime, I think it's mid-May. Um, so we still have quite the quite the build here, May 16th. So um, that's still another three weeks away. And we're already two or three weeks post-WrestleMania. So May 16th, yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it would be better to build for Backlash. But if that's the case, I would. you need two people from the same show. Because it wouldn't make sense for one person to represent SmackDown and one person to represent Raw, because right. then you're already you're already there, right? So it's just like, you know, you kind of need people who aren't going to do much, who aren't going to be on that backlash card. So hell, it could be Miz versus Morrison. That would be fun. You know what I mean? Something like that. Damian Priest versus the Miz, um, and get you know something. I don't know. It's all good. It's all to me. I'm telling you, they, I'm not happy with any of these bookings until really number one. Um, yeah. All right. I'm just going to keep going because it, yeah, uh, again, yeah, I got it's just, it's just such honestly. garbage. It's like, I got All nothing. Right. Number five is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn set up a match with a stipulation. So I th- we, we're going to get another one. Maybe it's a, a cage. Maybe it's a strap match. Maybe it's a documentary match. Maybe it's a injustice match maybe it's a stunt i don't know i'm just trying to think of all the things Sami Zayn is doing right now um they're gonna have some sort of match with some sort of stick um loser leaves town but we were kind of doing that on smackdown this week right it could be anything like they're gonna do something with some sort of stakes or stipulation just because that's the they had a regular match at mania the thing is still going now after <laughs> Sami Zayn dancing to apollo cruz's music was hysterical um just, just, it was perfect. It's just like, hey, he's he's jamming out to Apollo Cruz's Nigerian drum beats, like that's and over <laughs> Kevin Owens' prone body. Was, that was funny, at least. That was that was entertaining. Sami Zayn. Um, well, he's been consistently entertaining the entire time, though, so he's not right. one of the problems. So maybe, I mean, even if the stipulation is setting up a contendership for a title, I mean, for the IC title for. Because we don't want it, but we don't need to see Cruz and Owens again. Because we don't need. I was just listening to a podcast where it was talking about the a review of 2020. It's just like Apollo Cruz had 15 televised matches with her a her business member last year. Jeez. Ricochet had nine. So it's just like they're doing the same matches over and over again. It's just like we can't we can't get into this cycle. Um, so let's have some sort of stip match. Let's give it some stakes again, whether it's a title, whether 
the loser goes to raw instead of, you know what I mean? Just, just something where they split them up. Um, you know, it's nice to rehash an old rivalry, but let's, I'd like to see him go to raw, lose his first match and start and keep going with this injustice theme on raw and just freshen it up a bit. Going to channel their inner Vince Russo and have a documentary camera on a pole match. Oh, good gracious. If Kevin Owens gets it, he breaks the camera. Sami Zayn's done. Sami Zayn gets it. Uh, this is ridiculous. Between your Roman versus Shane and this, I think, I think you, I think you have a secret job for WWE. I was going to say, but hear me out here. I mean, none of this is any more ridiculous than what they're throwing. At <laughs> exactly. Us, really. No. So, you're I right. mean, may as well so, just, you know. Well, speaking of ridiculous, my number four, oh, and this God. one's actually going to come true, which is going to boggle my damn mind. And it's just five words that no one wants to hear. RK Bro actually gains some legs. They're going to run with this RK Bro thing. They're going to make them the champions. I don't think so, because unless AJ and Omos are are forfeiting them for whatever reason, since we haven't seen them since WrestleMania, it's been three three Raws since WrestleMania, and we haven't seen them yet. So unless that's the case, if, if that's the case where they're forfeited or something, yes, they will. But I can't see them actually beating AJ and Omos. When they haven't been around. Um, but if we're going to start reestablishing new tag teams, AJ and Omos, the New Day, the Viking Raiders, and RK Bro. God, I can't believe I'm saying RK Bro. It's just like, and and they're putting Horton back in a face roll now. There's one against Alexander and Benjamin. It's like. Orton is either the most patient man in his older years on the roster or he's being paid so incredibly well he just doesn't care because he goes right from this asinine fiend storyline and yep. you know i know you were a fan of it while it was going on but i, I kind of yeah. i checked out a little bit early but to, even towards the end you were like uh, i was still i was still i was ready and then and then it was just pretty much a fart in church at wrestlemania and uh, now they're putting him with riddle who has doves fly out of his ass when he jumps up and, and he and all his promos are about getting high. Yeah, it's like I I mean, and Randy doesn't need that. Randy has two strikes because of weed. He doesn't need to be around a guy who's going to get him his third right. strike. That's just not good. I mean, they're just unless they they just need them to put Riddle over more. I mean, unless they're worried about Riddle's falling, you know what I mean? And they just need someone to elevate him, and they're going to use they're going to use uh, Orton to elevate Riddle. But I don't even know, man. Like that's that's I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Like. I think we would probably get two separate tag matches with them and then the Viking Raiders and then have them cross paths. But then, again, you have two faces. Unless they're going to turn the Viking Raiders heel, which would be stupid to save Riddle. I mean, at this point, Orton's a natural heel, obviously. Let's turn Riddle heel and make them a full heel team and actually show some viciousness. No more friggin' birds out of the feet. Come Let's on, go. you know it's not the feet. You know where they come from. Oh, that's right. You know where they come from. That's right. Um, all right, before we get into number three, one one positive. I was it on Raw or was it SmackDown? God, I can't remember what show it was on. The Aleister Black vignette. I think it was SmackDown. Michael I Cole, think so. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, that's exciting. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully. I hope. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about uh... Aleister Black coming back forever, being being Seth Rollins' disciple, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. I think Seth Rollins and the whole disciple thing is is done. Um, I don't have Seth Rollins. I'm not talking. I don't have anything about talking about Seth Rollins on here at all, actually, or Cesaro, or yeah, that, Roman Reigns. That's what I noticed. Your big, like the biggest storylines going into the last few months. There's nothing on because they've given us nothing to talk about. 
Exactly. It's just like, you know, we have this Reigns and, and Brian title match, which we'll get to later. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I had an idea about what was going to happen after this Edge Brian thing that won't be Cesaro. And I forgot to write it down and it's gone. It was so good, too. Anyway, Alistair Black coming back. Jason remembers. No, I'm not going to remember. It's all right. Um, it's Alistair Black coming back. We'll see in what capacity. Um, hopefully, he still uses the black mask because that's the best finisher in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, no. All right. Number three. I'm going to keep putting this up there in one way, one form or another until it happens. Sure. And they were on, I saw a video of them. I think it was like the bump. Maybe it was the bump or something else. But um, Natalia and Tamina winning the tag titles. I mean, come on. How long are you going to make us wait for this? Jackson Baszler, I mean, they've had it for probably, what, three, four months by now? Around Easy. There, yeah, about that. I mean, because they, they beat Bailey and Sasha. So you got to think. They beat Bailey, Sasha. Then you had Bailey beat down Sasha. Sasha took some time off, came back. You had their whole thing. Sasha became champ. And then did this whole thing with Bia- and as all that was going on, Jackson Baszler had been champs that entire time. So it could be even closer, maybe the fall last year. It's been a while. Late winter. Too- I mean, it's it's been a minute. It's been more than a minute. So um Italian Tamina, they're gain- finally gaining some more traction. Should have I mean, Tamina was getting crazy, crazy pops at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I mean, Tamina was like, so I think maybe that will finally happen. Reginald's. Oh. You okay, bro? Bro. Oh, you see? Do you see him behind me or no? Yeah. Bitch, are you kidding me? I'm trying to record. Jason Scott doing a run in. Ah. Hey, by the way, that cat, oh, way, he's still more going. way more entertaining than Matt Riddle. Yeah, but he's sneezing, literally. It's like cat snots all over me. Not very considerate, but entertaining. You're killing me, dude. <laughs> still, the best part of rather the show. have I that don't... happen to me than watch RK Bro. Yeah, I don't think I should um, edit this. This is the most entertaining thing they've discussed no, so far. keep it. Yeah. Keep it. That, yeah. that, that was James the Cat, named after the James Potter. You know, we named our cats after James and Lily, not the husband, wife, but the brother, sister. And like, Jesus, like, he's just like, no, you need to stop talking about this because it's bad. Yeah. Anyway, so Natalia Tamina. not a fan of RK, bro. James is not a fan of RK, bro. But I was talking about Natalia Tamina. It just took him a while to catch up to what we were talking about. But let's just like, oh, I said Reginald and he started. That was it. He hates Reginald. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Um. So now you have this Angel Garza situation with Nia Jax. So now you're going to get this Angel Garza and Reginald thing. But then that's going to tear Shayna and Jax apart. Like, for Christ's sake, just take the titles off them and continue with the story. I don't mind the story, actually. Like, see Angel Garza there. I'm sure Reginald, because he was an NXT guy. Like, fine. Let's get him in the ring. Let's have him do some stuff. Wonderful. But let's move on with this program, please. Yeah, that's the problem. They weren't doing a lot too. Even when they they kept bringing Brock back to put the title on him, like no one cared about having Brock back. It was just he doesn't always have to have the title revolved around his storyline. Exactly. Like, move him on to somebody else and let the storyline continue without the titles. Yes. So hopefully that's going to happen within the next couple weeks. I don't want it to wait till Backlash, but I mean, if it does happen at Backlash, I'm hoping it's a rematch and not a and not a. Uh, you know, not gonna make you can't because you can't. This thing doesn't have legs for the next three weeks. No, not at all. <laughs> not even close. 
So it's just, come on, let's end it and move on. Have them go against the Riot Squad. Have them go to the other brands, or not, not the other brands, just Raw. And then still, like maybe after Backlash, a superstar shakeup, pretty please. I don't want to, like, they need one. part of me wants to book it, you know what I mean, as part of one of the fantasy bookings, but I want to wait. I, I, I'm hopeful that they're actually going to do it. All right, number two. Who does number two work for? <laughs> All right, number two. Strowman, Lashley, <laughs> Strowman, Lashley, and McIntyre will not be a triple threat at Backlash. Okay. Um, so when I was watching, what I've been trying to do is while I'm watching, I'm trying to write down and make predictions, right? Mm-hmm. So you had the opening segment with Mason T-Bar, Strowman saying he's going to go out alone, McIntyre, you know, that whole thing. And yeah, actually at that moment for the prediction for this week, it was going to be Strowman added to triple threat. So I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. They can get there. But then they went heavy really fast with it after they started fighting. And then when Strowman said, if I win, you add me to the triple threat, I'm like, nope, cross that out. So feel like it's too early you just 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 did a triple threat uh world title match at wrestlemania you don't need to do another one i don't remember that come on that was like three weeks ago you see you see roman's shirt the shirt he was wearing by chance it was uh oh what was it on it was um it was how he talks about stacking them and it was, let me see, um, it was brilliant. I'm going to do, oh, smash them, stack them, pin them. And it's a picture of him pinning Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan. Nice. So smash them, I'm going to stack them, I'm going to pin them. Like, oh, he's so good right now. <laughs> he, look, it's it's so worth good. watching SmackDown alone just for Roman Reigns. Right. He is that, he um, is incredible. He, he is. He is. Um, so one way or another, Strowman or McIntyre won't make it to Backlash. Um, for my for my sake, I hope it's McIntyre who doesn't make it. Right. And we have a straight up Strowman versus Lashley match. Um, but we did have, let's not forget, we had Lashley straight up beat Strowman um, in a similar situation where if Strowman beat Lashley, this was on Rock before he Lashley won the title. Yep. If he beat, if Strowman beat Lashley, then he would have been added to a triple threat match with the Miz or something like that. But Lashley beat him straight up clean. Um, so it's too much. Three big dudes. We just did a triple threat. We got to chill on this. Um, so either there's going to be a fourth person introduced and it's going to turn into two singles or we're going to write off McIntyre for a little, because honestly, like the, I think the best thing for Drew McIntyre right now is to write him off for even three or four weeks. Right. Let's get, let's get a Drew McIntyre break. He's been down our throats since Royal Rumble 20 since pre COVID. He's been on other than the time he caught the COVID he's been on every episode. He's been kind of well, front and center. For episodes, every, exactly. It's just like, he's been front and center on everything. And, we just we need we need to take a break from Drew McIntyre for a little bit. Give him a break, you know. Get out of Florida for a little while. Go to the motherland. I don't know wherever the hell he lives originally. Just go go away. Um, could be a stretcher job. Could be something. And then you have a kind of a built story if you want to have that big one on one match at SummerSlam with Lashley. 
And but we just did Lashley and Strowman at WrestleMania. Like, do we need to do it at SummerSlam again? I mean, now we're talking. You could do it. But I mean, we but we just I mean we're going into Brock Brock Roman territory here. We're just like they fought at Mania, now they're fighting at SummerSlam. It's just like Christ, like again, freshen this up. Let's get some new main eventers. You had Jinder friggin' Mahal win the title at Backlash three years ago. Like you can do something. Like let's mix it up. Fear not, Jason. I have an idea. Oh boy, is this you're you're on a roll today. Here we go. All right, we're gonna go MVP and Lashley. Against Alexa Bliss and Lily. <laughs> With Shawn Michaels' former tag team partner, God, as a special guest referee. Lily goes clean. Jesus. Lily's going to go over clean. Puts Lashley clean in the middle. <laughs> Lily made her do it. Lily made her do it. That's what I'm going to say every time. Because my, my, my cat named Lily, that's all I'm going to say. Lily made me do it. Um, I'm going to start sending that to Becky and the kids. And they're going to have no idea what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, you'll chuckle, but they won't Lily know. made me do it. Um... <laughs> Then you'll hear me when when our wives are are zooming and you just hear me say, "Lily made me do it." You're gonna start chuckling in the background. Then we'll be like, wow. um, so either either way, we still have three weeks. Let's write let's write McIntyre off. Let's do something because you had Strowman and McIntyre who were like here, you know, gave them you know hit each other on the chest, pointed mm-hmm. at Lashley as he's standing on the um the announce table. It's like McIntyre, you just got beat, boy, and you're gonna sit here and try to align with a guy who just beat you. Like, come on, you're killing me. So, if it's going to be a triple threat, then we need to you need to add another element to it. You can't just be a regular old triple threat. Put him in a cage. Put him in a Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell's not coming up until October. So, I mean, you can get away with a, with a Hell in a Cell match in May. Um, still another half year away. Just you need something. If it's going to be those three do something else with it not a last man standing obviously that makes no sense you can't do a last man standing triple threat match but now wdb is like oh wait but can we exactly yeah. um, accepted right you know i would even prefer an elimination match if you're going to do the triple threat because then it doesn't you know it's not just one you know i mean like if stroman pins mcintyre when stroman pins mcintyre then it can't be, oh, I lost my title without... Because they're going down that narrative. MV, uh, Lashley lost the U.S. title. He didn't even get pinned. And now he's got to do it again. It's like, oh, I don't want to go down this narrative. So at least make an elimination match. But I it's, don't know. It's interesting to hear you say, and I don't disagree about how we just had we just had Lashley and McIntyre, which tells you, first of all, they did, they did a terrible job building that feud. Just to have to have McIntyre lose it to the Miz, to have Lashley beat him, to have Lashley be a three-week champion and then go into WrestleMania. Like, you're going to build up enough steam with that rivalry to make it worth it. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, and then to be then to say, we just did that, we don't want to do it again. I remember years ago, and by the way, again, I agree with you, but just kind of to the point of, remember the Cena-Edge rivalry? Mm-hmm. That seemed to last nonstop for years and years and years. And I don't know about you, but I never really felt like it got too stale because they kept changing it up. The writing was good. The, right. There was different angles to the matches and everything like that. And they'd go away for a while. Then they'd come right back to it and they'd tie it in. I don't I don't know what happened to the creativity on creative, but it's just not there right now. Right. So this is, hopefully they'll give us something in the next three weeks. Expectations are low. Hopes are high. Um, speaking of high hopes, we get to the number one. So before I give the uh, the uh, per- the booking here, just the background, you had 
the whole SmackDown was revolved around Daniel Bryan putting Cesaro over on the mic all night long. Cesaro's the guy. Cesaro's the guy. Cesaro's the guy. So it's like, okay, we can see where this is going. Um, finally, Roman comes out at the end. No, you don't get you don't get a title shot. But you talks to Daniel Bryan. I don't like you. I want you to go away. So I'm going to make the challenge. I am the one who makes the challenges. So I challenge you to a title match next week. But the thing is, when I beat you, I like that. Not if I beat you. He goes, if I beat you, when I beat you, I never want to see you around here again. So it leads to a very obvious, I mean, that immediately led me to an obvious finish in, in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you, so here's the number one edge costs Daniel Bryan, the title. So Bryan wins by DQ, not the title, but then he still stays on SmackDown because on the record books, right. Daniel Bryan beat Roman Reigns, but it wasn't for the title. So Roman keeps his title. He's protected. Edge and Bryan, we can get into their retirement angle, which they don't do the retirement angle. I'm just, I don't even know. Like, there's no other place you can go with this right now. It has to be what it's, it's leading to. It has to be. <laughs> we haven't heard hell or high water from Edge since WrestleMania. This is the perfect time. Then that frees up cesaro for roman reigns but then romans will roman will find another way to get out of it and makes and that that was the thing i was thinking of before just like you know instead of giving cesaro the chance at the title he's going to give blank and i can't remember who i had in my head for that other person to kind of still put cesaro on the back burner um i can't remember i can't remember who it was could be kevin owens i doubt it will be but it's like cesaro's next um so i think let's book Daniel Bryan to win by DQ. Edge comes out, costs him the title. We can start that program. And hopefully that will go a little better than the Orton Edge uh, feud from last year. Hopefully Orton, all Orton's must, uh, Edge's muscles will stay attached to his bones. Unlike <laughs> the greatest wrestling match ever, which put him on the sideline for mm-hmm. I don't know, from backlash to Royal Rumble. So however how long that was, seven, eight months. Yeah. And then they had him win the Royal Rumble, which uh, I'm still not a fan, man. Not a fan. Um, what do you think? I like this. I think, obviously, uh, I do think that it is angling towards the retirement angle as well. Whether, you know, that the retirement sticks or not, it's a whole different story down the road. But I think this is I think this is good. Uh, Brian's clearly, well, when you say clearly, I would highly doubt Brian ends up beating Reigns for the title. That'd be ridiculous right now. The, the oh, Royal yeah. Roman's on. Uh, and I completely agree. Edge is going to cost him a match. It's going to be a DQ. So Brian doesn't actually lose. Doesn't have to leave. But then he has the bigger fish to fry. This clears up Brian and Edge to fight. Opens up a path for Cesaro to get to the title. Um, I I don't see... It's so much logical way to book it. So I'm right. for it. So since that was the most logical way to book it, We'll see what garbage they give us this week. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say about the current stuff before we get into the, the booking, the fantasy pieces here? Just real quick. I know I just kind of said I wasn't a big fan of Kenny Omega before, but uh, I do actually kind of enjoy watching AEW. Uh, I watch that. It's on Wednesdays, obviously. Most people listening to this would know that. Uh, not a fan of everything they have, but um, not everything is for everybody. So... DVR it and maybe try to find something you enjoy because 
you know, you're going to keep giving WWE a chance. It's getting stale. You got to DVR, find your way through that. Um, just there's something for everybody out there. Just, just try to find what you like. I mean, Jason and I try to not be too negative on it, even though it's pretty much a dumpster fire right now. Uh, but we still watch. We enjoy it. But I don't know. Just try to find something, even if it's a 10 minute segment each week that you actually enjoy. Well said. I can't say it any better. All right, so let's get into the fantasy booking this week, and this will be um, fantasy booking the next champions um, for each title. So I have got an old paper pencil, um, and we're going to go through each title, even 24-7 title, Ooh. just because felt like it. We're going to start there. 24-7 title, current champion, I still believe, as of right now, is R-Truth. Yes, I believe so. Um, you never know because they keep going to all these pre-taped YouTube nonsense. Mm. So I think it'd be fun to have Corey Graves become the next 24-7 champion. I know I don't think he can bump or really do anything, but something to the effect of our truth is trying to run from people. He escapes everyone, but then runs and set, runs himself into the corner and Corey Graves hops off the out table and just pits. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just for a minute, just for a hot minute. You know what I mean? And then Corey Graves can lose it right back but forfeit the title right away exactly i put when i put a random raw just just something fun um something fun to do women's tag and we already talked about this so that's why i'm not gonna spend too too much time mm-hmm. baszler and jacks new champs natalia and tamina and for the when i put smackdown 430 as soon as possible let's do it now I agree. um uh, we don't need to go back that down that route smackdown tag titles um Rude and Ziggler are the current champs. You know who I have. You want to take a guess? This could be fun, too. I'm going to say Edge have? Profits. Nope, I have the Usos beating them, um, but not till Clash of Champions, and that's in September. Um, I think because if you're going to give the Street Profits profit, uh, a title reign, it's got to be a sustained one. So I'd rather mm-hmm. have this the Usos come back, win it, and then have the Street Profits chase the Usos. Okay. I think that'd be much more entertaining. Um, then Rude and Ziggler because Rude and Ziggler they're a good team but they're just they're just they're just there yeah um, this is a good one if you guess this one bro I'm just gonna say you're a friggin prophet <laughs> AJ and Omos as Raw Tag Champs ah uh, man and I'll tell you I have this happening on the Raw after SummerSlam Raw after SummerSlam so it's maybe an NXT team ah uh, man um. Yeah, I don't know. Shock the oh. system. Fish and O'Reilly. Okay. Oh, that's right. Up. Yeah, because he's injured. I keep forgetting about Bobby Fish. Jesus, poor guy. Yeah. So let's let's have them come up from NXT after SummerSlam. Okay. This is barring you know AJ and Omos being on TV ever again. Um, I think that you know you have this team that the New Day can't beat, that the Viking Raiders can't beat, that RK bro can't beat but then you have fish and o'reilly making their triumphant return and then they beat them i think that'd be a fun story um again it's fantasy booking who who, who the hell knows what's gonna happen <laughs> uh yes all right smackdown women bianca belair the current champion who do i have for losing to um let's say uh Let's say Shannon Baszler. 
That a boy. That's my boy, Shayna Baszler at Extreme Rules. Okay. Extreme Rules is in July. Um, so before SummerSlam, which can lead us to a um, a SummerSlam rematch, a regular match. But if this is some sort of Extreme Rules match, a submission match, Bianca Belair doesn't have a finisher. I, I mean, uh, doesn't have a finisher. Doesn't have a submission move. I don't think a submission finisher yet. So if you have some sort of Extreme Rules match, but Shayna Baszler, I mean, this woman is so good. Mm. And she's get, she putting everyone, I mean, what was it, four or five weeks in a row where she just lost every single match on yep. both shows. Ridiculous. She's taking the pins in everything. Mm-hmm. So when her and Nia finally explode, she snaps, turns back into the badass that bit Becky Lynch's neck before WrestleMania 37, and or 36 rather. Um, and let's, yeah, let's do that. All right, Rhea Ripley, you're not getting. I mean, again, if you get this one, I'm gonna have to say Rhea Ripley. Let's go with uh, Bailey. Oh my good gracious! Did I get it? All right, you did. Like yeah. I'm legit. I just had this piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, now, do you have my story arc? Because this is a good story arc, in my opinion. Um, I, I. Not really the arc. I would just say okay. I think I, I think it's gonna be a thing where Rhea Ripley ends up beating Charlotte and Asuka, and then Charlotte kind of helps cost Rhea Ripley the the title so that can continue their feud and move the title along without them okay. involved in it. All right. So I have Rhea Ripley dropping to Bailey at Hell in the Cell, which is in October. So she's gonna have a long run here. However, this is gonna be a cash in. Hmm. So I Bailey okay. as a as, as a money in the bank champ as a money in the bank holder, who Rhea Ripley just finishes a hell in the cell match against blank. Let's get Charlotte, Becky Lynch, don't even care who at this point. But then Bailey comes out with the briefcase, does the old edge where she's switching brands by the by the uh by the case cash in. By the money like in the bank cash in. So like at first I had that at extreme rules because it makes sense, like you have an extreme rules match and then do the switch after that, but I thought Hell in the Cell might be more fun and giving Rhea Ripley this extended title run. Man, you got both of those. All right, this is good. Let's see how far. Let's see how far you get. I have four titles left. U.S. title. Sheamus is the current holder. I'm gonna say Keith Lee. No, I, I'm giving up on Keith Lee right now. Um, just because I don't see hell of freaking high water from him, so yeah. it's like. No, I have John Morrison as the one who's going to take it oh, off of Sheamus. Okay. I face John Morrison at Money in the Bank. Um, all right. Because when I look at all the t- all the current title holders, there's one face. That's Bianca Belair. Oh, and R-Truth. He doesn't count. Jackson Baszler, Rudin <laughs> Ziggler, AJ and Omos, Ripley, Sheamus, Apollo Crews, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. They are all heels. Okay. Every single one. <laughs> which That's is true, yeah. Which is, I, I didn't notice the trend until I'm actually looking. I'm like, well, usually, you know, if you go the old heel has the championship and the face chases, like they're really going for this face chasing right now on a lot of these. Um, so John Morrison will need something to do once the Miz finally gets rid of him or whatever happens there. And I don't want him to go off in the sunset because he's he made his comeback. He immediately went in with the Miz, you know, had a couple tag title runs in there. Mm-hmm. But then hasn't done anything on his own, and let's let's. I mean, I think he deserves another U.S. title shot. Sure. Uh, you know, a run, even if it's brief. But let's get him. Let's get him some time. I am going to skip the Intercontinental Universal. I'm going to go to the WWE Championship. Lashley's the current champion. Who does Lashley drop to? 
I'd say Lashley. I think McIntyre is the easy choice. Yeah, but you know I'm not booking um, McIntyre no, to win that, that title yeah. right now. Um, I don't. How well do you know me? That's going to be your hint. How well do you know me? Who who am I? Who would I, as head booker, put the strap on? The big strap on Raw. Mm. There's only one answer, Chris. Come on. Cesaro? No, no. Raw. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's um, my boy on Raw? Who's the boy? Who's the one who I who I would have bias toward and I'd put the strap on him? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, Chris. It's Bray Wyatt. I mean a Bray Wyatt oh, take. Well, dude, I've not the fiend. Bray Wyatt. Look, I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I don't know why at this. <laughs> I don't know why at this point, but I, I I have faith in him. I've always loved Bray Wyatt. I, I just, do too. I, want, I do too. Know? For some reason, I love his promos. I think he's better in the ring yeah. than he gets credit for. But I, the way they book him, like I don't, I can't mm-hmm. put him in a serious storyline. I have no nope. problem with it if they did, but. I, so I'm hoping that they're going to reinvent him, and that's what's going to happen, and that we can have this. You can still do the fun house. You can still do all that stuff, but I think. You know, if I picture MVP and Lashley, like interacting with Bray Wyatt while he's in the Funhouse, oh, it could be great stuff if they do it right. But there's the if they do it right, so yeah, there's a you know, and that's why it's fantasy. So hopefully, you know what I mean. I I want this trap back on Bray, um, and then that would set up, um, would it? Yeah, that would set up the way. Oh, I had that happening at SummerSlam. It seems early, but. If we can, ha- if we have Strowman and, and McIntyre go on their own path, and then Bray Wyatt makes it because he was, we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. If we just mm-hmm. have him go quiet for a little while, see what happens. Um, all right, Intercontinental Title, Apollo. Who do I have beating Apollo Cruz? I have no idea, so I'm gonna say. Nakamura. No. This one, I have Cesaro huh. at Clash of Champions. Okay. Um, that's in September. I think Cesaro will get his match with Roman. He'll lose it. And then Cesaro will get his shot at Apollo and win it at Clash of Champions in September. Now, who do I have Roman losing to? Man, I don't... See, this guy has been built to be such a monster that mm-hmm. whoever beats him is going to have to be on equal footing. I got to say Brock. All right. I have the twenty, my current 2022 Royal Rumble winner and at that time current Intercontinental Champion Cesaro. I want to see Roman Reigns and Cesaro WrestleMania 38 title versus title champion versus champion. Okay. Old Hogan Warrior. You know, that you know what I mean? Like WrestleMania six, you had Hogan and Warrior. That yep. wasn't title for title, of course, but let's do title for title. Let's do something to that effect. Like so, so Roman have, holds it the whole year. I think Roman holds it the whole okay. I think he holding holding it till WrestleMania. Okay. Or he drops it and gets it back quickly. Um but I think if we're gonna build it, because like if he holds it till WrestleMania 38, like the person who finally beats him is made. And if you have Cesaro as the Intercontinental Champion, someone who's been fighting each week, doesn't inter- does the open challenges, does all that stuff, gets in some nice feuds in the meantime with, you know, I don't know, well, not Baron Corbin, but like 
help Nakamura. Mm-hmm. You can have them go. Sheamus, you know, have him go. Have him go through his old partners. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Like, I like the story. Champ first champ. I, don't, I mean, when's the last time? I don't think we've seen a champ first champ. IC versus uh, world title. I mean, I think we've seen it on a Raw, and I think we've seen it like in the old. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last times that that's actually happened. They have them face at Survivor Series, but not for the title. So for the title, right. I, I mean, the, the last title for title match I remember is SummerSlam 16? Question mark. Seth Rollins, John Cena with John Stewart coming in. Are you, well, you're talking main roster, right? Yeah, yeah. Not 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 Keith Lee and at Adam Cole. Okay, I was going to say, um, that's, that's what I remember in WWE. Right, but yeah, main roster, main okay, roster. Yeah. yeah. And that one, I mean, it's so hard to count. That one, there were no fans there. It was just more of like a... That, one, that has a big asterisk next to it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, when you think you had Rollins and Cena, I mean, and before that, when you have two singles, like the, the world champion and the secondary title, I mean, I can't think of one, and I'm sure there's there have been, but, like, I'm going back to, like, Sean and Diesel versus mm-hmm. Bulldog and Owen, where it was all, all the titles were on the line, and yep. whoever got the pin won that title. But then and it ended up being... Uh, who was in there instead? Like Owen got pinned, but he was out of the match because he was quote unquote hurt. And then they had someone take over for Bulldog. I can't remember who who took over for him on that match. This was a, and then they won the tag titles and the tag titles were held up. This is like 90, this must be 94, 95, no 95. Sean turned face in 95 after WrestleMania 11. So it's like that time right before Diesel left. Um, it was good, good stories, but I'm just like, it'd be good to have more title versus titles. I think let's build them up. Cesaro is made at WrestleMania 38. Um, and then we'll see, but then someone could break their leg and everything could change. <laughs> Seth Rollins could snap yep, his friggin' yep. ACL. Seth, there it is. Seth Rollins and Cesaro again. Um, throw, throw Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the interim because he's mixed in and all this. Don't know where he's going to land, but. So there you have it. That's the bookings. We'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. Yeah, so, that's that's uh, that's fun. Like and we'll it. see. We'll see. We'll see what this week. We don't. I don't have. I don't have a plan for next week yet. Just because I want to see how the week progresses. Um, not quite sure. We'll see. We'll see. It'll, it'll be a game time decision on on what we'll fantasy book next week. Um, so let's get in our top five. So our top five worst storyline conclusions. Aside from Fiendor and WrestleMania 37. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this was kind of born from the Fiendor and the way they ended that garbage. And as usual, the disclaimer, this is in the opinion of Jason and I kind of right. left us kind of left us like, wait, what the hell? Why did you do that? Right. Um, and I, and so. we didn't discuss any of this. We don't know who's no. on, what's on which list. I think we have maybe two crossovers could even be three at this point um i don't think you'll have my number one or my number three but i think you'll have my two four and five that's my guess okay we'll go so who went first last week we did um so you went i went first last week because you you ended with kane that's right yep so you can go first this week all right for me number five uh, the anonymous Raw GM. For months and months and months, we had to hear Michael Cole and I quote from the computerized anonymous Raw GM. They seemingly, for months, 
uh, excuse me, had, did that for months, and then just, as usual, when they don't have a conclusion to a storyline, just forgot all about it, acted like nobody would care. And then on Raw, what, Raw 25? It was Raw 25. They, re- they revealed that it was actually Hornswoggle underneath their ring the entire time. Um, <sighs> it was like, I mean, this, it might sound like, oh, the GM, that's not really a, 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 an important storyline. Dude. It was. It was Do you huge. remember this thing? Inf- uh, it, it affected damn near every storyline. You'd have huh? matches with a conclusion, and then it would ding, 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 ding. That little beep they did with the lights would trade. Like, traded, traded Reg to SmackDown. Yeah, I like, mean, it was like did a lot of stuff. Wasn't that the uh, that Duchess of? Was that during that time with the Raw? No, no, that was way before that. No, no, that was different. Okay, but no, I mean, there was all sorts of stuff. I mean, and it was just seemingly dropped. Like, they just stopped doing it. Somebody broke the computer one day, and then apparently the Raw GM couldn't afford another one, so they just stopped doing it. And then on Raw 25, all of a sudden, oh, this is the conclusion of that storyline, like, six years later. Just crummy. Uh, it, you know, it, I don't know. It, you could have yeah. just done If you knew that was the ending, you could have just done it right then and there, been over with, and, and not expected people, you know, and not have people expecting it might be something more than it was. Really dumb. Well... My number five was the anonymous raw general manager. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's move on to your number four. Do you want to do it first in case I take, take your number four? Nope. nope. Okay. This is great. This will be great because it's just, just go. That's fine. All right. Number four for me is an apparent, maybe Jason too, from the way things are going. Uh, John Cena and company beating the Nexus and essentially killing all of their heat at SummerSlam mere months after they debuted. Um, remember at the end of a Raw? I forgot what year it was. It was a long time ago now, 10, 12 years ago. They had everybody from the Nexus. Nexus must have been 12, I think. I think yeah, that was sounds 2012. About right. Sounds about right. They came out. They destroyed the ringside area. They destroyed John Cena. They beat up announcers. They ruined all the equipment. 2010, that was the year. Best to make it look like it was something that was not supposed to be happening. And then, of course... Super Cena eats a spinach, finds six partners, beats them at SummerSlam, and they're pretty much a joke job faction until they break up and then try to reform various, you know, the core and Nexus 2.0, whatever it was. It was really dumb. They, they could have had these guys. I mean, Daniel Bryan was part of that group. Wade Barrett is, was, mm-hmm. you know, every time that guy would start getting over, they'd bury him because he wasn't supposed to get over because he's a heel. Just... Really poorly done. They they could have had they didn't have to have Cena lose. They could have had him take out Cena and then beat somebody else on the team. Just not good. Not good writing. So do you know who the only member through the whole timeline? I, I, I'm just looking up Nexus on the on the in, on the Wikipedia here. There was one member out of all the Nexus members through the entire. They had a 14 month run, who was there from beginning to end. Only one. Any guesses? Justin Gabriel. Some early trivia. Nope, not Justin Gabriel. Was it Otunga? It was Otunga. He was there the entire time. He had this point where Wade Barrett was the leader, then it stopped, and CM Punk became the leader. But then you had McGillicuddy and Otunga, who were a tag team, and then they kind of ended it. One other thing I just saw when I'm just looking through here, it says Darren Young stated that the Nexus were originally booked to return at WrestleMania 36 the one that was canceled the one in tampa bay wow 
I wonder where what would have happened with that. I bet you they would have been part of that uh, Cena Bray Wyatt match as like a throwback. Oh right, that's that makes sense. That's, yeah. that's literally the only sentence it says yeah. right here. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's actually not on my list. I didn't. I forgot about that one for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. So my number five involved Hornswoggle. My number four involved Hornswoggle. And that is Hornswoggle being revealed as Mr. McMahon's illegitimate son. For Christ's sake. So, especially in hindsight, when you listen to podcasts of things that happened like 20 years ago, and people are like, well, this is what really is supposed to happen. Do you know who was supposed to be in that role? I think who, it who was that was originally supposed originally to be. It was then, Mr. Kennedy, wasn't it? It was supposed to be yeah. Mr. Kennedy. And then he got all doped up and failed a piss test. And then that was that was canceled. It's just like the it, payoff to that is just like. Go did that lead to the McMahon exploding limo storyline too? It may have, but then that was obviously scrapped a week later, right? Because that was that was the same week as Benoit, right? Right. So it was just like, but like the whole thing, you have this thing. Everyone thinks like obviously logic dictates it's going to be Triple H, right? Because oh, Triple H is your son, and then you married the daughter, and now you have siblings who married each other. Like, Obviously, that, was, that wasn't going to be it, but that was the big tease. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have Hornswoggle, and then you have that, that fun moment where, where Triple H is just dying laughing at him, and then it's done. And it's just like, oh, who's it going to be? Let's make it good. Kennedy would have been great. Anderson Kennedy. What was he in WWE? Yeah, uh, Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy in yeah, WWE. Yeah, he was Anderson. Was like, what the hell? Yeah. Right. Um, would have been great. Disappointing overall. All right. Number three, James Ellsworth assisting Carmella <laughs> at the first women's Money in the Bank ladder match to help her win. You had – this was like the height of the women's revolution, as Stephanie McMahon called it once it was popular. Uh, you had – at no time have you had more athletic, talented – um, just quality athlete females in the company. They had their f- money in the bank ladder match. It was a big deal, rightfully so. And then, of course, you have to have James Ellsworth come in and get the briefcase and affect the outcome because you couldn't just have the women stand on their own two feet. Uh, That's such a weird decision. So yeah. dumb. Didn't have to happen. I mean, it, it, if this was back in the Attitude Era and, and the women were we know what it was. It was just for, you know, a popcorn match. It wasn't the same. It was treated way differently. We're talking about the peak of like everybody. There's women's matches. People went to see like, like now, like Sasha Banks and and Bianca Belair may have been the best match of WrestleMania weekend. Legitimately, not just because Mm -hmm. you're trying to say the politically correct thing. Like it was a great match because it was, we're in the height of that. And they have essentially Carmela's, 90 to 100 pound manager uh, just surpass all those great athletes and I'm going to affect the outcome because why logic I don't know somebody flipped a coin and it happened just ridiculous I mean so much so they had so much backlash they had to redo the match yeah on a smackdown it's like yeah bananas all right my number three is DDP being revealed as the Undertaker's wife's stalker? Mm. Um, this was 
around this is around 2000 2000 uh 2001 2002 where you know wcw was already bought up you already had the invasion was over i believe yeah the invasion was over um i think i think that's how it went through because that ddp wasn't part of the whole invasion angle because he would have been on like the the teams if he was and now you have these vignettes of sarah being videotaped from the undertaker's house and being hidden around and it was just it was weird and all of a sudden you have the undertaker who's like protecting his wife and then you have this dude roll into the ring with a black mask and then slowly does the reveal and pulls off the mask and it's ddp so you have undertaker one of the biggest faces in the company and now you have ddp who left wcw as one of the biggest names and now he's coming in as a stalker an immediate quote-unquote heel because when he went and flashed up his diamond cutter sign everyone did it mm-hmm. it's just like it was such terrible timing it was such a it was the wrong person for that job you could have done well, so they, much better with ddp couldn't have um, him be over because he did they didn't create him so true well they they may have, i mean his first appearance was driving that that pink cadillac at wrestlemania yeah, was it six. eight six um yep and it's just i've heard the story of that how they it was that was the one in toronto right Yes. Six. Yeah. Where they had him drive from Florida to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, I mean, DDP deserved much better. His WWE run sucked in, in, in one word. Um, and you just couldn't recapture that, that WCW magic he had, he had, you know, that he had with Savage, that he had with Canyon, um, especially Savage. Like, I think if you think WCW feuds with DDP, Savage is the one, unless you're going way back and you're thinking Johnny B. Bad for uh the diamond doll which mm-hmm. ended up being kimberly so it's like you know that's my three uh here, here's a recap I can, I, can, I can feel it coming chris number two the wwe return of the nwo well, nope um this was started out okay started out good you know you had vince mcmahon i i have to kill my creation because rick flair took it over after the alliance after he after Ric Flair bought Shannon Stephanie's part of uh, of the company, mm-hmm. after the Alliance failed that Survivor Series, then you had Vince McMahon bringing in the NWO to destroy it because he couldn't beat Flair out for it. And then you had one of the, the great moments in WWE history, Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Then you had uh, Austin and Scott Hall. Uh, it looked like all these guys were going to face each other and keep interacting and it was going to be a big deal. And it seems like about two weeks after WrestleMania, just nobody gave a damn anymore. It didn't matter. It died out. Nash hurt his quad. They tried making Booker T part of it. They tried making Big Show part of it. They brought back Shawn Michaels, who wasn't going to actually wrestle, but then did like three weeks later. It was a jumbled mess. Mm-hmm. They didn't know where they were going with it. And they had some of the biggest stars in the history of the business kind of like flying by the seat of their pants from week to week. So very and disappointing way- for what it could have been. And the way the whole thing ended, because you had you had Booker T with Gold Dust, and they were kind of going back and forth where Booker T was like teetering on that face run, so he gets kicked out. Yep. And then you have the match, I think it was even later that night where where um, Nash tore his quad again. Mm-hmm. And I remember just watching that specifically, like going back and, and rewatching the moment where he's going to try to knock someone off the apron and boom, quad gone. Just like at WrestleMania 30, 30? the one with Sting. And Triple H, thirty-one, thirty-one, uh, where he popped his quad there when he did a when he went for a power bomb, um, or a jackknife, whatever we're gonna call it for him. Like this dude. <laughs> um, 
Yikes. So, yeah, that's a bad one. All right. One, my number two is Vince McMahon as the higher power. This high, higher power um, storyline, you had, I mean, this is the golden age of factions, right? You had DX, maybe DX was a little later than this, but you had DX, you had the hearts, you had the nation of domination, you had those Bariquas, you had, um, what was the biker one? DOA. DOA, yep. But then you also had the corporation and you had the Ministry of Darkness and then you had them combine, right? So then you have Shane who Shane and Taker who formed the corporate ministry. And then you have a face Vince McMahon who is trying to fight it. And they keep saying, well, the higher power is guiding us. The higher power is guiding us. The higher power is guiding us. And then we finally get the higher power in the ring. He's all robed. You have Vince McMahon on the Titan Tron. I want to see who that son of a bitch is right there. And then it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It's me, Austin. It was me the whole time. So it was him who tried to have his daughter sacrificed on a cross? Yep. Acting like he couldn't have anything to to stop it, to change yeah. it. And yeah, it was very poorly done. So, I mean, and when you listen back, you always hear the rumors it was going to be Jake the Snake. It was going to be Christopher Daniels, which would have been weird if it was Christopher Daniels in yeah. 90, what would that have been, 97, 98-ish? So it's like, I don't know, it just it felt lazy, lazy booking to me. Did I steal your number one already? No, you did not. Oh, perfect. You did not. Unless we have the same number one, which I'd be shocked. But Well, speaking of WWE not putting guys over that they created, speaking of WrestleMania 31, my number one is Sting losing in his WWE debut. Uh, they made a massive deal about this guy. He came in on a, you know, before he ever knew he was going to wrestle, uh, he came in as a special playable character on a video game. Then there was a whole weird tease a couple years earlier where you thought it was him with those vignettes with uh, Johnny Cash song in the background. It was The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Him and Taker have been being teased for years at WrestleMania. Uh, and then you have him debut, which was like the worst cap surprise in WWE. You know, he's going to be uh, at the uh, Survivor Series where it was the authorities. You know, neck was pretty much on the line. Apparently, Triple H can go through entire blood feuds and matches in Hell in a Cell and kick out and be fine but he gets one uh scorpion death drop from sting and eight minutes later (laughs) (laughs) he's still out um just really poorly done really weird timing they made him look so strong and scary and unstoppable and then a very lackluster match where they had to use all of the nwo all of dx which they didn't need could have come down afterwards very poorly written very poorly booked and when it was done you were kind of like that was it triple h just hit him with the sledgehammer and then pinned him and, and then all they were hugging in the ring and that's the story that's it and then apparently when he lost triple h decided he was he liked him so much he was just going to give him a world title match against seth rollins so <laughs> it's like just oh man like i didn't i didn't think sting coming in anyways at that point in his career was going to be anything i didn't think it was going to be a spectacular match but i figured there might be you know some schmaz to it but sting would win right nope 
Owen too. He is he is I I see the only Hall of Famer that has no WWE wins. I am fairly certain, yes. That might be yep. true. Other, a, other than celebrities and celebrities or, or other things like that. Well, that's too easy of a trivia. I can't do that one. Um all right. My number one is Baron Corbin's entire money in the bank briefcase win and run. Mm. Yep. You know, you set up a guy for so when we think of people who failed their cash-ins, there's not many. You have John, um, John Cena. You have Braun Strowman. You, there's one other. Damian Sandow. He doesn't really... I don't count him, really. Um, but for the vast majority of the people, if you're winning that briefcase, you're getting some sort of push, right? Right, right. Not in this case. <laughs> it's just like... And I almost actually, I, I was pulled. I almost pulled the trigger because that show happened in Providence, um, where he cashed in. I almost went, and when I was watching through, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I missed the cash in. And then this was when he was feuding with John Cena, and Baron Corb. You know, Jinder Mahal is down. Jinder Mahal is your champion. Let's just scream, let's just put that out there, okay? Um, and Baron Corbin comes out, finally cashes in. He was teasing it forever. The bell rings. Uh, Baron goes and knocks John Cena off the apron, or tries to. Then Jinder Mahal rolls him up. And that's the end of it. That's the end of the entire storyline. Yep. Your story, your Money in the Bank storyline ended with Jinder M. Effing Mahal rolling (laughs) you up on a SmackDown episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real... uh... They were hanging from the rafters on that one. And you're supposed, I mean, again, this is supposed to elevate a guy. That's why, like, when Otis won Money in the Bank, you knew he wasn't going to have that that briefcase the whole time. There was no way he was going to be world champ. It wasn't, no. no. But you knew something was going to happen, which it did. Especially at the time the champions were Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Are you going to see Otis going over either one of them? No. Right. So it's just like, there's no spot for Otis right now. It's just like, really, no spot for Miz. Like, that's why I I wish one of them cashed in for a, a. a mid card title and mix yep. it up a little bit. That that was my story arc for Otis and cashing in for like the Intercontinental title or something. That would have been good. No, that's where we're at. So we only had one crossover, just number five. That's pretty funny. Did okay. you have any yeah, honorable mentions? Show. Yeah, my honorable mention is GTV, but it never finished. Yeah. So you had GTV in the '90s, which was, and I, I mean, everything you read and listen to says it was it was supposed to be gold dust. Mm-hmm. Um these backstage things where you'd see random stuff, you know, Al Snow picking his nose and eating it. Eddie Guerrero in the shower with two girls. Um, I can't, I mean, there's a whole, whole bunch of them and they were, they weren't actually bad too. They're, they're quite entertaining. Um, but you never had the, the reveal. That was my one I had. What did you, what about you? I actually had four. I'm not going to read them all. Um, you can read them if you just don't want to discuss them all. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, three extra, excuse me. Uh, Kurt Angle being Jason Jordan's father. Uh, Heel Michael Cole versus Lawler WrestleMania. (laughs) Another Raw GM. (laughs) And one of yours, Mr. McMahon's illegitimate son being Hornswoggle. So those are mine where I was like, what the hell? But Right. Yeah, so let's... Let's Let's get into the trivia here. So the trivia from last week, which I thought was a great one, if I have to say so myself. There are four characters slash wrestlers who have won 
both the 24-7 title and the hardcore title. I know I have one. So, who is that? I who think is it? I have two more. Pat Patterson is one. Pat Patterson is one. Uh, Matt Hardy? Nope. Matt Hardy oh. was not a 24-7 okay. champion. I only have potentially two. R-Truth or K-Quick? R-Truth. Yep, R-Truth and K-Quick. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Well, go ahead. I can give you a, a, a big hint on one of them. Okay. Well, you have Patterson. Yep. Oh, was it Briscoe too? Yeah. Briscoe, oh, okay. Briscoe won them both too. And I think okay. they both won them off each other, so. Oh, you know, you know what? Now that you're saying that, I vaguely, I vaguely remember yeah. them. Yeah, okay. Because Briscoe you know couldn't take bumps, so it's just like you had, right. like you had Briscoe, or you had Patterson on the ground, and then you came back to Briscoe standing on top of Patterson to win it, or vice versa. I can't remember which one, which one it was which, but there's one more. Man. Uh... This one where, so the hint is like, Technically, it was it's the same person with two different names. However, for the twenty four seven one, you know this person has a specific name. Um, Man. it was it what didn't happen in the ring. It happened on one of the outside ones. Literally happened outside on a football field for the twenty four seven title. It happened in Tennessee, Knox County. Knox County, to be specific. Oh, was it Kane? Kane, yeah. So Kane was Kane a multiple. I, always, I, just won... said, I just said Doug Foodie because I know he won a twenty-four-seven title a couple right. weeks ago. No, but... um, Kane won the t- Kane won the hardcore title uh, in triple threat, right? Uh, hardcore match, but then he won it uh, on a football field when they were doing a, a tour of Tennessee. They're at a football stadium, oh, okay. and and uh, Truth rolled up Kane, but then or Kane rolled up Truth, or Kane was running away or something and ran into something and then truth and then kane pinned him but then like truth pinned him right back in like the same segment yeah i didn't even know that happened so yeah <laughs> it was on a raw or something like that all right this is a fun one that'll get you thinking so big show holds the record for most heel face turns he has over 30 of them <laughs> of course he does. right which female wrestler has the most heel face turns in wwe uh, history like, yeah, i'm gonna have to think on that one yeah I, I did a I, I did a little research because just because I was I was curious and I asked the Google a couple different times and gave me the same answer and gave me a couple lists that I look at so pretty confident that I have the the, the correct answer here so okay I really have no idea. Right. I don't have to really think yeah it's a good one uh, well not a good one but you know what I mean it's it, it makes sense once you hear the answer so right right. So that is gonna do it for episode sixteen of the average fan of wrestling. Um, hopefully we'll have some, some better content to discuss or some, some storyline advances. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. If edge actually gets in, interferes into this Daniel Bryan match, or if this is how they send Daniel Bryan <laughs> into the, into the, uh, abyss of his career. And this is the end of them. I wouldn't put it past them either on a random episode of SmackDown, but it's weird because they're doing two title matches. Because you have Big E and Apollo and Roman, so it's just like that's a lot for one week. All like, of a sudden, Daniel Bryan will be just a backstage guy doing pull aparts. Uh, could you imagine? I can't imagine um, him being happy with that. So no, no, I can't. No, not at all. That's just that he's gonna go away. He, he'll go away for a while. 
he'll pop up in the crowd at AEW one of those days. Oh my God, it's Brian Danielson. Um, so join us each Thursday, every Thursday. Next Thursday will be May. We're going to be in May. Cinco de Mayo? Next Thursday? Wednesday. That's Wednesday. All right. So Seis uh, de Mayo will be back with you. Um, spread the word. Don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, or review. <coughs> Tell a friend. Um, if you have any suggestions, hit us up, averagefanofwrestling.com, at avgfanwrestling on the Twitter. Um, I think I hit all the things, all the plugs. I think so, check yeah. out Check out Ben and Chris do sports. That's talk always sports. a fun one. I, I do that every week. Ben and Chris talk sports. If you're into trading cards, afwcards.com. We're going to try to extend the AFW brand to a couple different places. So um, I'm just going to have some fun. If you're interested in WWE trading cards, there's currently a Cesaro Refractor, a short print Drew McIntyre, which is actually 99 out of 99, which is always fun to get the, the last one. Um, also have a short print Jeff Hardy up there. I think it's around 70 something out of 99. Another green refractor pulled a Alexa bliss rookie, a Braun Strowman rookie and a Bailey rookie out of a pack. I got a few weeks ago. So those will be up on there shortly. If you want some rookie WWE cards for funsies, check it out. Enjoy spread the word. Any last words, my friend? Oh, this, everything, everything Jason just said times two. All right. Pedal our stuff. Why not? Let's have some fun. So, for the, I was going to say Scottish psychopath. That's not Seamus. That's uh, for for Seamus, this is Cesaro. This is, that's Chris. I'm Jason. Enjoy the week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next time here on the Average Fan of Wrestling. Later, fella. <laughs>